0: As a founder, if I could click my fingers and solve one thing, it would be people. All the people things solved forever. Can you imagine that? This is why I'm delighted to tell you about Personio. Personio takes away the pain of HR processes for small and medium-sized companies. You still of course need to do some people stuff, like managing them, but Personio takes away as much admin as possible personio includes an applicant tracking system for when you're hiring which i highly recommend and tools for managing stuff like employee holidays reviews payroll and offboarding with personio you get one hr system you can use end-to-end saving you masses of time and they're used by thousands of companies like lush spendesk and mindful chef so you know you're in good hands So, if you're leading a small or medium-sized business and want to spend less time and effort on HR admin, then book a demo at personio.com forward slash secret leaders. That's personio.com forward slash secret leaders. There's a link in the show notes.
1: And it was really a type form where I burnt out for the first time. It was never the fault of the company. I couldn't articulate my personal values. I couldn't articulate what gave me energy, and what took away energy. And because of those things, I couldn't set healthy boundaries and maintain healthy boundaries, because I had nothing to set those healthy boundaries
0: against. That's Sansha Shahin, the co-founder of Oliva, a mental health startup that's just raised 4.3 million pounds at the time of putting this together. It's a B2B, which helps companies give mental health support to their employees, like on-demand therapy and coaching. Like me, with my company heights, there's a very clear line of sight from Sanchard's personal health crisis to starting his company. At his low points, he found himself stripped of confidence, unable to make the simplest decisions. Sanchar arrived in Barcelona at the beginning of the tech wave in the city. He became a marketer, and after a few moves, joined a rocket ship you may have heard of called Typeform.
1: I would go in very early. I would leave pretty late, but as soon as I would come home, I would open up the laptop. You know, I'd sit on the sofa and open up the laptop again, and I would work for another good few hours into the evening, and that's okay on a project basis. Like if you've got good control of your time and your priorities, it's okay to to work more. Like, you know, I, I'm a co-founder now and I, you know, it's not that I work few hours. But when you're doing that every day as part of your automatic way of doing things, and you're deprioritizing, you know, talking to your partner or going going out with friends or whatever it might be just because you think this is the way it should be. Um, that's when it starts to have a negative impact on other bits of your life, and you know other examples. Um, you know, I had birthday plans uh, one birthday, and you know we just cancel it because we had a bit of a PR crisis at the time and had to jump on that. But it was just like it was nonstop. You know, there's always a reason to cancel something because of work, but it wasn't because of those things being high priority necessarily. It was because of a lack of prioritization and understanding how to set healthy boundaries.
0: As with a lot of mental health struggles, it all spilled out over something trivial.
1: It was a specific Friday um, evening. I came home from work and I ordered a takeaway curry for myself and my girlfriend. Uh, It was something we would do on a Friday. And I ordered what I thought uh, was two chicken tikka masalas right and i don't know if you know anything about curries but you know chicken tikka masala beautiful curry like tomato based sauce etc right what i actually ordered was two chicken tikkas so no sauce just the chicken and the order arrived and i realized my mistake and i was really pissed off with myself like it it ruined my evening i i you know in my mind i was just like I just can't do anything right i can't even order a a curry properly i've ruined the evening for us you know i've wasted money you know i was like really uh down on myself about this this trivial thing that i had done and then my girlfriend kind of looked at me and said dude come on uh it's a curry It, it doesn't matter and it was at that point where i realized that something wasn't quite Uh, as healthy as it should be in my mind. And it was at that point that I started, well, not on that same Friday, but more or less the next week, I started looking for a
0: therapist for the first time. It was hard finding the right therapist. It normally is the first time, says Sanchar, but it was a different change he made that he thought would be transformative.
1: Around that same time, I made the decision, I need to move on from Typeform. And in my mind, it was because the company you know wasn't at the right stage for me anymore or i wasn't the right person for the stage which i think is partly true but i had a narrative in my mind that if i change the company then i change this feeling you know that that was the narrative in my mind so it seems pretty simple leave you know say goodbye to that that stage of my life and then move on to something else and then that's when i got a job at, at hotjar sometime into hotjar was when lockdown started And you know, for for all of us, for all of us, that was a crazy time. And I remember it was it was a beautiful summer. Uh, I was locked down with my girlfriend in uh, the mother-in-law's house. I mean, we're not married, but you know, more or less the mother-in-law. And we were just doing garden projects all all you know, whenever we could during the weekend and in the evenings. Beautiful summer and i was just struggling like i was just i was struggling to make decisions like i we were just doing the most simple things like digging holes to put up a fence or whatever and i just i was like i don't know where to put this hole I, I you know i had no confidence in me whatsoever and you know this was definitely um affecting my work life and my ability to to execute and uh and to motivate myself and my teams and all of this kind of stuff and just made me feel like i was pretty useless to be to be frank and um, I was still doing therapy but with a different therapist at this point uh, online and um, and a better therapist uh, for me. And I was gradually learning more and more about myself and basically to cut a long story short, what I eventually realized was none of this was to do with the companies I was working in. This was all to do with me not having a good understanding of myself and what makes me tick and what puts me below the line if you're familiar with the conscious leadership framework you know about being below the line which is where you're you're defensive you lack creativity you know you don't really have any time for anybody because you're pushed below the line by something lack of time lack of personal time management whatever it might be whatever stresses you out but when you're above the line you can be creative you have time for people you're more open to ideas you're you take feedback as as a gift and not as something to, to get defensive about, etc. And I was just constantly below the line. I didn't know about this framework at the time, but I was constantly below the line. And um, through therapy, I learned how to get myself above the line or at least identify
0: when I'm below the line. Uh, and that was really, really important. I've liked the concept of below the line for a long time. It's very intuitive. The thing is, though, as Sanchar says, you can't stop bad things happening. That's life. But when you're below the line, it can take you much longer to recharge. And if you're in a demanding environment, then it can mean you're nearly always in a state of low battery. The Monzo co-founder Tom Blomfield described it in our interview as his emotional reserves running dry. So how do we give ourselves the best chance of being above the line?
1: It's definitely... Different f- for different people. And that's why we all need to be quite cautious of these templated wellness theories. You know, like you get these people to say, I wake up at 5 a.m. every morning and, you know, drink a, you know, a super juice and, and go for a 24 mile run and then meditate for 16 hours or whatever. Like, you know, fine. If that works for you, then fantastic. But most people have busy lives. You know, people have kids, people have pets. You don't always have that motivation to do it. And if you don't do those things, it can actually be more damaging because you start to get, you know, more annoyed with yourself because you you can't do these things. So you have to find what works for you. And often the answer is quite simple. You know, for me, for example, I know, I now know that simply just going for a walk for just a few minutes around the block just unravels my mind. So if I'm ever in a situation where I just can't Control my thoughts, or like I feel like I've got a million competing priorities that I just can't um, unravel and make sense of. Literally, just walking starts to calm my mind, and things become clearer in my mind. And by the time I come back, I can put pens to paper. I can I can do some you know put a to do list together and kind of get back on track. So it could be as simple as simple as that, but it starts before that. It starts by unpacking. Yourself. So those things I mentioned at the beginning. What are your personal values? Um, what gives you energy? What takes away energy? Um, and you know what are the kind of triggers that might make you or push you below, below, below the line? For me, for example, I know if I have back to back calls at work, like if I have you know one of those days where it's just back to back calls with very little time to breathe in between, I know. That will push me below the line. I can accept it sometimes. Like sometimes I just need to do it. But if somebody phones me up and wants to brainstorm creatively about something, at the end of that day, they're going to get nothing from me. I'll, I'll be defensive. I'll be I'll be passive aggressive. I'll be like like why are you calling me? Like you know you're putting me on the spot, etc. But if that same phone call came spontaneously at a different day where I didn't have those back to back calls. I would be like great let's have this call you know let's uh, let's talk about this let's be creative
0: sancha shahin with some hard-fought wisdom and some very difficult moments he also says if you've got any stigma left about getting therapy perhaps try to think of it like getting a massage for your brain now who doesn't like a massage thanks for listening to this episode i've been your host Dan If you like this episode, please hit follow or subscribe. See you next time.
1: Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app.